0: Welcome to the American Slang Podcast, where we will explore language and culture in different regions of the United States. Slang is a type of informal language that's typically spoken in a certain area or by a group of people. Culture is dynamic, language is dynamic, and in this podcast, we will explore the connections between them and the way new words and expressions emerge in different places in America. Today, I'm talking to Simon Sanborn, who has been a behavior teacher for 17 years, who currently works in the public schools system in Iowa. Simon has been a close friend of our family for as long as I can remember, and he's like a big brother to me. In fact, Simon taught me how to drive a car, more specifically a stick shift in the You're kind welcome. of the rural Iowa countryside when I was, I think, 12 <laughs> or 13 years old. So that's an amazing memory that I have um, of, you know, childhood with Simon. And another thing is in the previous Houston slang episode, Han- Hannah talks about this slang that's like come in clutch. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it means to help someone out when they're in a kind of like in a. Situation, but And so Simon has come in clutch for me and for other <laughs> members of my family so many times. And in a nutshell, he's a very generous person with a great sense of humor. So I wanted to invite him to talk on the podcast today and share a little bit about Iowa lifestyle and also some language, some slang words that you might hear in the Midwest. So thank you so much, Simon, for joining me today on the podcast.
1: You bet. Ann. It's always good to see your face. Yeah, you too. So yeah. So I mean, you want to know about Iowa? Yeah,
0: Iowa like, lifestyle you know because a lot of people when they think about international people students for example they think about going to new york or to la but iowa has its own sort of charm
1: i love that word that word charm is really good um yeah yeah you know you have to be it's almost like to enjoy the charm you have to be tempered by the weather Mm -hmm. and um you know growing up in iowa and having you know Back when I was a kid, we had like 10 feet of snow sometimes and things like that. But now it's just getting really, really cold. And the uh-huh. snow is not that bad, but it's just freezing. Yeah. But before that, you know, during the fall, um, you know, it's pretty fun. We have the normal kind of like football stuff that a lot of the mm-hmm. Midwest, have, I mean, a lot of schools have that now. But Iowa and the Midwest and football in, this, in the fall is like a special thing. Uh-huh. Um you know, in the spring, it's, it really is Iowa being a farm state. We just all start growing stuff as soon as we can get it in the ground. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not as successful as most people, but, um, the charm of Iowa really is, there are so many different groups of people here, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of an awesome place And you know, I kind of led with weather. I probably shouldn't leave with the bad, but, um, that's the one thing I kind of, I always question is when I walk outside, it's negative 20 degrees and negative 30 mm-hmm. something with wind chill. You're like, Wow, why am I? Why am I living in this state for? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it, it just has wonderful things to do. You have a lot of local breweries. You have a lot of local. And I mean, when I mean local, I mean like people who live here started all these things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it's just a really fun place to be. It's it's you know it's not the most diverse place in the world, um, mm-hmm. but there's a healthy mix. You know, we get mm-hmm. a lot of people from Chicago. We get a lot of people from the West Coast, and so it's a good mix of people. Um, but it's a it's a pretty white state to be Uh
0: honest. uh uh Do you feel like the Midwesterners in general, could you say like they're very genuine people and they're generous or could you kind of say like in general compared to Iowans?
1: I I think Iowans are just really, you know, people might just say laid back, Mm -hmm. but I would just say like thoughtful and yeah. kind and yeah. you know showing up clutch is a you know not a common phrase around here yeah but that's what people do for each other all the time you know yeah. the language has the language hasn't evolved but the idea behind it you know is, is always been there as far as i'm concerned when it comes to be being from iowa that was one of the things my dad always told me before we even moved here i think i got here when i was eight um was how much he loved the fact that people waved to each other each time they drove by each other mm-hmm. or if yeah. you saw your neighbor out on the side of of the road you would wave high, and so the connection was there, even though you may not even know them that well you know yeah so.
0: that that surprised me coming back home it always surprised me to see people smiling to see people waiting and just stopping on the street randomly and talking to neighbors and chatting and that kind of familiarity
1: it's so nice it is really really nice mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's that's one thing and so you f- you feel part of something you know mm-hmm. and when you feel part of something then uh you know it's you take its flaws when they come and, you know, when there's issues and things that kind of come up when it comes like political wise and things, uh-huh. and, you know, everybody's like really concerned that we're a red state now, but I don't feel that way when it comes uh-huh. to my, you know, co-Iowans, you know, I don't think of, oh my God, there, we're a red state and now they're all think the, the wrong way um, <laughs> or the right way, but depending on your leaning, but it's kind of, I don't think of it that way. I don't know if we see each other that way. Mm -hmm. Um, so even though, I mean, most of my friends are conservatives, you Mm -hmm. know, but they, and they all know my point of view and my, how I kind of look at things. Um, but they're, you know, also really thoughtful and caring and don't give me a hard time. You know, they don't give me a lot of grief because I think or feel that way about something. Mm -hmm. And I do the exact same for them. You know, there's no reason for us to be divided. So that's one thing I do like about Iowa is it seems like no matter kind of where you're kind of at political wise, you know, um, Associate economical wise, everybody mm-hmm. kind of wants to be on the same page together. And that's, yeah, that's sort that's of like one people thing that's are really very open appealing. minded.
0: Don't you think people are open minded there in general?
1: I do. I do think people are open minded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we do have a farming kind of class of people, and those tend to be a lot of older white farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those farms are you know owned by corporations now. Um, but so you have kind of a political leaning you know, when it comes to like, but even those people are just wonderful people. Do I mean, I think that kind of is something I wish everybody can kind of grasp. It's not just Iowa, Uh but when we start taking sides and like saying one person is one thing, then it automatically makes a divide and then we can't find any answers. So I do like that about Iowa. We all are pretty, pretty diverse and, but most people are thoughtful and caring and okay, that's your point of view. And that's totally, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to hate you because you think that way or believe that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a pretty wonderful state to stay, to, to live in. And it's kind of what keeps me here, mm-hmm. you know, is mm-hmm. is the people that are around us and I, yeah. I love small towns. You know, I'm a kind of, I grew up in a really small town. <laughs> um, I lived in a little bit bigger of a town for a while. And then I went to huge cities like Washington DC and went to, and I grew up in Palo Alto, California, which is a pretty big area around Stanford um i would rather live in a small town you know nine times out of ten probably when i go to california i'm good for like five days mm-hmm. and then i'm like there's not enough space there's too many yeah, people It's That's too expensive and i think even that makes me a thing maybe think of what you were just saying about iowa because we have more space around us i think mm-hmm. it matters when you're jammed up in an apartment complex or you're living in a city, I mean, you can't wave hi to everybody because there's just too many people. So it's like, maybe just the proximity of how we are in the world makes us a little bit more calm. And, you know, mm-hmm. if I need to get away, I just go for a walk and I'm in the woods. You know, That's I mean? a good so point. It's, it's
0: so spacious. And yeah, you can easily yeah. go go for a walk in the woods. It's beautiful too. I love the mm-hmm. the natural beauty of Iowa, the rolling hillsides, the, mm. you know, the streams and, and so
1: forth. And that, yeah. that corn blue sky. I mean, those are Those are real things that are pretty incredible. I totally, I totally agree. And I think that's what keeps me connected to Stone City is from our childhood where we live, where we kind of grew up together. Um, it was a really beautiful place to grow up in. I mean, it was just absolutely gorgeous. Even in the middle of winter, it just looked picturesque. And, you know, that's probably why Grant Wood painted it and all those good things. But um, yeah, I just, the the natural beauty of Iowa is is pretty amazing, you Mm -hmm. know, and I really hope Mm -hmm. it becomes something even more beautiful. I mean, I would love for us to become a farming state of, you know, more than, than two crops of food you know, and only raising certain animals. I would like it to be a little bit more diverse, and mm-hmm. um, just so it stays around longer. You know, soil issues in Iowa is a big deal, and that's part of the beauty. You know, rows of corn and things like that. I I get that, but I would like I want it to keep, stay that way. I don't want mm-hmm. to keep just dumping chemicals into the ground to keep it looking a certain way to yeah. feed something so i just like it to be i would like it to get even more beautiful so because the corn
0: for example i was going to bring this up that the corn on the cob in the summertime that you can eat um which is so Iowa, you can just buy it from the farmers however that's not the the most of the corn grown is for to feed cattle and livestock right um Mm -hmm.
1: that and ethanol so so most of our corn is now harvest for yeah feed feedlot um feeding Mm -hmm. and then um and then the ethanol industry. And the mm-hmm. ethanol industry is pretty new, but you have so many wealthy people so invested in it, it'll never it'll never change. Mm-mm. So ethanol is a big part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to I wanted to say that I top of stats were around like 80% went to mm-hmm. ethanol and mm-hmm. feed lots. Yeah, that's, ethanol I mean, that's basically latest... fueling cars, essentially,
0: right? Fueling you cars. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that idea of eating fresh corn on the cob, uh, which is fantastic, and we definitely have that here. Um, it's, it's the the smallest minority, unfortunately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, you bring up a, an amazing, amazing point about Iowa. There's so many beautiful things, but behind that, there's also the ecological kind of piece, which, you know, I guess one citizen at a time planting trees, growing their own crops.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think I mean, a lot it goes around, like deciding what you're going to buy, you know, are you going to go yeah. to the grocery store and you're going to, you know, buy stuff from islands, you know, buy produce from people who are... Because you can do that here at Ivy, yeah. our grocery store. There's an area that's local farmers. So if you uh-huh. choose to, you can go in there and buy their stuff. And if they have more of a demand, they'll have to uh-huh. increase their farm and... It's kind of how capitalism works, you know, but that's kind of like leaning in a a better way, so to speak. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the the choices matter. So, yeah, being the individual that plants a tree or or does something ecologically, you know, helps a friend, you know, convert his farmland to, um, I forget the term, but it's turning it back, allowing Uh it to to go back to, like, prairie. Uh uh And the government pays you to do that because that's saving topsoil and it's it's saving some ecological aspects of Iowa. So, Mm -hmm. There's opportunities to do stuff like that. So, I mean, and again, like you said in the beginning, Iowans are thoughtful and and, and caring. And so when they see opportunities that they can pull off, you know, they'll mm. do it. But it does have to be econo- economically kind of available too. You know? Yeah, because
0: if you go to the supermarket and buy local crops that are grown locally, are they more expensive than, for example, imports from Florida or from other Course, other states in the US, like California. I don't think I have.
1: I don't think oh. I've seen anything that's been out of the ordinary.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. You can afford oh, yeah. it if you buy yeah, I mean, local
1: stuff. It's not like the organic session where section where everything's more expensive. Uh-huh. It's not like that. It's just oh, says, okay. these things, you know, sometimes it'll just be spread out throughout the store where you'll see local peaches or local apples and things uh-huh. like that. So uh-huh. and they're not more expensive than anything else.
0: Yeah, and now that I'm living in Galicia, you know, and they have this saying here about like the smell, like when the Galician people leave the country and they really miss the smell. And it always reminds me of Iowa because Iowa has that smell, like the soil after it rains, for example. It has like this very earthy natural smell. Do you feel like that at all? Like this connection to the land with the smell. oh yeah
1: absolutely i mean people laugh, joke around or laugh at me sometimes because i'll be like oh god you smell that and it's manure it's just <laughs> it's just cow shit but that's what i associate with the earth and with growing things and we need to have it yeah. so when it, when they start plowing fields or we start getting you know fertilizer and things natural fertilizer for our like our, our flower beds and stuff i just love that smell that's mm-hmm. just the mm-hmm. smell of like uh uh, new beginnings, you yeah, know, things starting true. over again, and does it make it you want to write
0: poetry or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, doing it's doing art yeah, projects. Uh, smells like that, are, yeah, it really impacts me a lot. I, I love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And okay, so I want to talk a little bit about some language, like if you know, if if some slang words that come from Iowa that that you might hear, because I know you've lived all over the country, you've heard slang from California, from New York, from you know, sure. so I. I'm just wondering if you if there are some words that you kind of can teach us or expressions. Well, you know, it's, it's,
1: it's kind of funny. I, I just had this conversation with uh, my best friend. your big sister and her kids and with my kids at the dinner table. And they yeah. were talking about language that they were using, you know, and so and then they would all laugh at us when we said the same things. So, uh, what's one of them? Because they, they say like, "Oh my god, please stop talking. You sound that's so cringy when you say the slang words that they're using." It was really interesting because I didn't that's think I was that old. Really, but uh, but yeah, even cringy yeah, is pretty... kind of slang, right? Cringy. Oh, cringy. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, that's totally slang. What I was kind of thinking was like, it's not even a um, language and words and slang like that has like gone global. It's not just mm-hmm. an Iowa thing. So that's even true. though. Your nephew and your niece are from Arkansas and have grown up there and have a little bit of a seven accent. Yeah. And my kids are from Iowa. Um, and my, my, I have some nephews in California. They all use the same language because yeah. it's what they see on the internet. Yes,
2: so it's TikTok,
1: yes. it's all that stuff. And they're, so they all learn, you know, it's the latest TikTok or not TikTok, but uh-huh. YouTuber guy who starts uh-huh. using uh, what's the most recent one I've heard in my school? Bro. Oh, Bro. Really? Bro. Bro. And I'm like, that's a slang word from when I was a kid. So it's come around again. But it's some YouTuber who talks like that,
3: really? you know?
1: And, and so I have to tell my goes, students, like, don't call me bro. You can call me Mr. Sanborn. I'm not a bro. So I have to like, <laughs> sometimes. But that's the idea behind it is that they're all seeing all this stuff from such mm-hmm. a young age. Mm-hmm. And they kind of choose what's popular to start talking. And it happens sooner. Like the next word will be something else and bro will be gone. Mm-hmm. I give it two weeks and it'll be gone. And another one will be popping up. Interesting. But an Iowa one, back to your original question, sorry. The mm-hmm. Iowa one, I would probably say um, Kaipo. So oh. instead of a porty potty, we say Kaipo. Because oh, that's one really? of the main companies that does porta potties in Iowa. Oh, so, so
0: like at the football games or something, you would go. And if you need to use the bathroom, you'd be like, I've got to go to the Kaipo.
1: I'm going to go to the Kaipo. I'll be right back. We're oh. yeah, yeah, like a football yeah, game, yeah. tailgate at the Iowa game or something
0: yeah oh nice I'm, yeah
1: I'm, yeah um, going gravel i mean that's kind of an obvious Whoa. one i don't even know no, if that's I, first
0: of all the listeners probably don't know what gravel is so <laughs> <laughs> gravel roads would be roads that are not paved that are sort of dirt roads or roads out of little pebbles little like stones.
1: roads in the world yes <laughs> yes yes
0: so what is going gravel mean
1: so it just means you're going to go off of the highway or you're going to go off of the main road and you're going to take a breath Like I'm going to, I would yeah. be like, um, Hey, I'm going to take the long way home. I'm going to go, I'm going to go gravel home. Yeah, I think yeah. the main road. Yeah, and so yeah. people just know that you're going to be, and I think I don't even know if it's a reason why, but I know that I'm. it's a scary to drive on gravel. It's a, it's loose mm. and you mm-hmm. can roll your car around pretty fast um, and it's not paved. So there's no lines in the road. So you have to be mm. aware of, being on one side of the road all the time, so you're not like you have to be much more aware. So going gravel yeah. means you're, you know, it's a little a little chanceier. But mm-hmm. I like that. Which one. in going many in do. many
0: states, they the it may not like this idea of going gravel because I remember when my mom when my mom lived out in the countryside, I got stuck in the ditch, and I was on the gravel road, and these neighbors came came through with a pickup truck and just like helped me get out of the situation. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They pulled me out. <laughs> Basically. Yes. So that I'm just I just bring up that story because you talked about Iowans helping each other out.
1: Mm-hmm. And in that case, it was like truly. What yeah, and that? it doesn't even have to be like on a farm or a gravel road. Like uh I finally bought a motorcycle when I turned 50 mm-hmm. and I was really excited about it. And I had a friend who wanted to go for a ride. He was like, Hey, I'll mm-hmm. go with you for your first ride, it'd be awesome. So we kind of are driving around and we're by Indian Creek nature center mm-hmm. and it's kind of a little back roady ish, but we're kind of coming back into Cedar Rapids on this, on the uh, east side and my bike stops working. And I'm like, gosh, darn it. Like
3: mm-hmm.
1: I should have done something more. I should have been, I should have had it checked out better because now it's not working. And so it kind of, Sputters and stops and gets to the top of this hill, and I ran out of gas. I was out of gas, uh-huh. so a normal kind of Sanborn thing. But I'll I'll take some some uh, part of that. But there's a guy sitting in his lawn chair at his house, like you know, a hundred yards away. And I just kind of walked over my helmet. I go, hey, I'm really sorry. I said, I think I ran out of gas. Do you have a can? That I can go uh-huh. get some, or do you have any spare gas? And he just, Gave me a can, that was full of gas. I filled it, gave it back to him. He's was like, Hey, you have a good day. Like, what do I owe you? And he's like, Oh, you're okay. Don't worry about it. Glad you get home safe. Like, and that was like coming into Cedar Rapids. So that's yeah. just that's it's not just the you know, I think people think of Iowa being rural a lot, which it is, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that friendship or that friendliness mm-hmm. goes across, you know, all areas of the state. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, that's and another thing I wanted to bring up was um, I think Iowans like to just drive around on gravel roads, <laughs> like it's a pastime. Honestly, people like to for in the, or just drive around
1: in the gravel, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you can definitely get around without gravel if you don't like get your car dirty, which is how I'm getting to the age where I'm like, oh god, my yeah. car's dirty. Yeah. But um, oh my gosh, yeah, I mean, just driving around,
0: right? It's just kind of fun.
1: I mean, the road that my, sc- my school is three years old, so it's a brand new multimillion dollar uh, intermediate school. So it's fifth and sixth grade. And it's on a road that until five years ago was gravel. Mm-hmm. And then they paved it for the school. But then at the stop sign at the end of the at the end of the kind of school boundary, it goes gravel again. So, even a really fancy area in <laughs> Marion, Iowa, still has gravel roads. I mean, right, we could be on gravel in five minutes. And you can, wow. it's kind of fun because that's, you, you get, I you mean, that's the only, you get to see farms, mm-hmm. just farms and animals, and it's wide open spaces. I mean, you go out and gravel um, at night and get out of your car in the summertime, and it's like, the light, the sky is just lit up. Yeah, you, so, you can know, see the it's, it's pretty amazing. sky, the
0: stars, yeah. the moon, everything. It just shines so brightly, which yep. you could never see in a big city. Mm-mm, yeah. Unfortunately, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. What this, the story of going gravel. I love it. I love it. So good. So good. So Iowa. This is really just culturally <laughs> very on.
1: <laughs> well, and I, and I think that's why. I was really happy to move to Marion from Cedar Rapids is that Cedar Rapids is not a big city. It's got 150,000 people in it. So it's not big, uh-huh. but it's one of the bigger cities in Iowa. And then, but it was still kind of too big for me. And so then I went to the outskirts, which is Marion.
2: Uh-huh.
1: and It's a little bit more rural. It's a very suburb kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but Stone City is 15 minutes away. You know, everything's really close. And so I don't have to be kind of confined. I mean, definitely in a neighborhood, very uh-huh. nice place, but really quick, I can get out of town. Uh-huh. And, I, uh-huh. and I really like that. And we do that a lot. We have a lot of really awesome parks around us. And so even in the wintertime, you uh-huh. know, we'll go and go for a walk along the, you know, the Wapsie River or the Cedar River or go to any, if there's three big parks around here that are just beautiful. And it's just really nice to be able to at any point, any day, you could just drive have to drive an hour, and you get to a place that's just beautiful, you know. Yeah, that's
0: that's so nice.
1: Uh, do you want more? Oh, yeah. yeah. I I thought of this one that um I didn't know if it was slang, uh-huh. but um Ragbri. Oh yeah. So yeah, Ragbri is a bicycle race that goes from the Missouri River all the way across Iowa to the um, Mississippi River, uh-huh. and you dip your back tire in the Missouri and you ride all the way across the state takes five to six days six or seven days and there's little stops all the way along um it is kind of a drink fest Mm -hmm. uh and i didn't i did it one time and it was an incredible group of people um that every night they would drink and i was like i i i can't I can't drink and then expect to get up in the morning and ride my bike 70 miles. I was like, yeah, not going to happen. Did you, um, have a mount- not- Did you have a
0: regular road bike or a mountain
1: bike? No, yeah. I had a regular road bike, Okay, mm-hmm. but yeah. even my, I, I'm a, I'm cheap in a sense. So my mountain bike and my road bike are the same thing. I just have mm-hmm. two separate rims for knobby tires and for street tires. And so this street tire is about as wide as a, um, a, uh, mountain bike tire, mm-hmm. but it's slick. So it's made oh, for okay. the street, but yeah. even that, tire i would go slow because everybody yeah. else were like racing it's tires and their bikes yeah. went really fast and i was like i thought for sure it'd be great but mm-hmm. anyways so it was just ragbri is a really awesome event that um people come from all over the world to mm-hmm. go to it's and, like and 20,000 bikers right 20,000 it's so. crazy yeah i mean it's you have like elite cyclists so you'll have like uh the united states air force has a a, a cycling team sure. and you'll hear like you know, as you're riding down the street, they close all the roads. As you're riding on the street, you'd be like, on your left. And then like 10 guys will go by you at like 45 miles an hour. And they're all tucked together. Like you would see like in the Tour de France or something. <laughs> and the rest of us are just sitting there with, you know, hard hats that have beers in them that have straws to your mouth as you ride your bike down the street. So it's just kind of yeah. like, it's a really a neat thing, but Ragbri It's a pretty unique word for it too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just a big bicycle race.
0: Yeah. So fun. I went, uh, I tried to go and I basically dropped out after the first day because um, my boyfriend at the time was like, you don't, you just need a bike, you know, you don't need to train or anything. So I ended up going on a mountain bike and basically I couldn't even
1: make the first day. No way. Yeah.
0: I went on a mountain bike.
1: It was ridiculous. Like I just dropped. And I hate to burst your bubble, but when I did it, there were two guys. In those old timey handlebar mustaches, old 18th century clothes, and they were riding those big, huge, single wheel things—the little wheel in the back—the
3: entire
1: way. (laughs) So they might be faster than you on a mountain bike, but I could not believe. I mean, one time I was going down the hill, and this guy was leaning back in it with his Mm -hmm. feet on the handlebars, going down the road down a hill. That's how good he was at it. And I was just like, I could not. And they were legit old, tiny bikes. I, and they oh, dressed wow. this, dressed that way too. And That's you saw hilarious. them on a daily basis
0: during Ragbri. Every saw day. Them? Oh, oh, yeah. You saw them every day. Wow.
1: That's yeah. And then there are some people that have businesses for Ragbri that um, just by a week of Ragbri, they make almost all their money for the year.
3: Because
1: uh-huh. there's uh-huh. so many people. Um, you know, some guy bought an old fire truck and turned the back of it into a, a brick oven and made brick uh-huh. oven pizzas made a gazillion dollars doing it like it's just so many people and it's so fun but the best part about it is you get to see so much of iowa yeah and you get to see
0: small towns and small town life
1: that's all you see people are extremely welcoming yeah yeah i mean like when we went i mean i got to see parts of iowa that i'd never seen before you know my Mm -hmm. grandpa troutner who lived in california uh would joke around that he didn't believe that we had 99 counties Mm-hmm. In Iowa, this is like 99 counties. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and you get to see and during Ragbri. If you go consistently every year, you'll mm-hmm. see every single county. It'll it'll start from some county and start from the top of the state, and as you work across to the bottom. When I did it, it was um, Council Bluffs, I think, to mm-hmm. um, no, there's uh, Sioux City. That's yeah. not Iowa though. But that all the way to Davenport. So it cut mm-hmm. across at an angle the state, and it mm-hmm. was really. And again, it's just beautiful. And
0: it's like, you there's know, nothing it's... like that. It's, it's so unique. It's such a unique experience that you can have in the state.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and like you said, I mean, it kind of goes back to all the things we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, you blow a tire, somebody will stop and fix your tire for you.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: On rag oh, rag. Yeah. You know, I mean, you get to drive on all these, you don't ever never, on, you never go on gravel, but um, they shut down the roads in and out of these small towns and you get to drive on these highways that are open because there's no cars And you're just driving through farmlands, you know, you're driving through forests of trees, you're like, drive by farms and the kids are outside playing in sprinklers and waving to you with signs like, Mm -hmm. it's like the really incredible way to experience Iowa, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I don't want to do it again, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe well, some, some
0: of the listeners
1: will <laughs> you never know and the crazy yeah, part is, is that one of the years that i didn't go um i let a friend borrow my tent and a tornado hit rag bright oh my god and i want to say that was in altoona iowa which is serious? just this east of uh, des moines and uh yeah so they all had to go into like some park shelter some uh-huh. cement building and all their stuff blew away. Like it was <laughs> I guess, so I mean, I guess that kinda of, that's probably not promoting Iowa very well, but um or Rag Bride, but it's it's kinda of like you get the experience. I mean, I I think I a crazy thunderstorm with lightning striking yeah. all over I mean yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool
0: yeah because iowa has so many beautiful thunderstorms in the spring mm-hmm. oh
1: my and... gosh i love Yeah, love, so there's love, love, nothing love like the thunderstorms, thunderstorms, thunderstorms there yeah. my wife and i open our doors and our windows when big oh. thunderstorms hit we open all the doors and our like our living room and we'll just lay on the couch all the lights off and just listen to the thunderstorm roll in and the lightning yeah. and the thunder it's just it's awesome it's awesome yeah
0: yeah there's i haven't experienced that kind of storm in other places that i've lived for
1: sure Hmm. Interesting. Isn't that funny? I was like, I just assumed everybody had (laughs) thunderstorms.
0: I know. No. And you you don't have that kind of thunder and lightning and, you know, and in other places where it's tropical, it's just like a downpour, but you don't have that kind of lightning and thunder. Yeah. It's not as dramatic, you know?
1: Well, and a lot of that's, I think probably, I know that when like in the summertime, when when the corn is getting high, Mm -hmm. um, it gets really, really muggy. And we can yeah. be, I think, like 10% muggier than normal mm-hmm. just because of the corn. Oh, it's yeah. pulling, it's putting a lot yeah. of moisture into the air and it kind of holds the heat into the ground. And so yeah, they'll they'll talk about it on the news, even about the humidity mm-hmm. due to the corn being, you know, above four feet, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting how the crops affect kind of like the climate a little bit around us so
0: yeah it's true it's true it's kind of this heat this kind of oven this big oven
1: it's interesting i went to orlando florida and i walked off the the plane and i was like oh this is so nice it was kind of humid it was like Uh nine o'clock at night it was like 85 degrees Uh i was like oh this is nice i don't like sometimes iowa heat is just so oppressive like it's the opposite of those negative days in the winter
3: Uh Uh it is
1: just so like you you can't go outside, yes. <laughs> you know? And they I remember just putting us. my
0: sheets in the freezer and trying to freeze my sheets in order oh, to sleep at night.
1: I remember with uh, no fan uh-huh. and I remember being on my bed in my underwear stretched out so that I didn't touch any other part of my body, just so I might get like some catch some breeze that might bring me some coolness. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, as a kid, it was so Hot.
0: hot yes
1: and with and that's not kind morning, of mosquitoes. That hot mosquitoes are bad too oh so. yeah exactly <laughs> that's why i'm thinking about building a screened-in porch that way i can listen to thunderstorms mm-hmm. i can be outside in the rain
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh i can smoke my cigars in a nicer place in the yeah, garage that's true uh but then i can also have like um when it is nice in the summer times you know the mosquitoes can be pretty rough so i like mm-hmm. to screen it in so i could be out i just love being outside yeah and the more and i can facilitate being outside even yeah. you know, if it's winter or bad heat or bad mosquitoes mm-hmm. i want to make that happen because yeah mm-hmm. i get cooped up really really easy i like to be outside yes. i yes. grew up cooped. doing that right we run around yeah. stone city like crazy riding our bikes yeah. and do stuff just so i don't so free exactly yeah i don't like But even
0: you, you you use the expression cooped up which is like this feeling of just being you know home too much and you need to get out and um but Iowa is so spacious. It's hard to imagine feeling cooped up in these huge houses. A lot of people have really big houses. It's like
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, our house is not a big house, but it's doubled in its mm-hmm. profit or what do you call it, equity or whatever you call yeah. it those things. Yeah. Um, because our school district is really, really highly regarded. It's one of the mm-hmm. it's in the top couple of the of the state. So the area around us is just booming economically
3: yeah yeah, yeah. and uh-huh.
1: house wise i mean people i mean so people sell houses around i mean yeah 250 to three hundred thousand dollars is oh. the average price now for a house in our area really um, okay. which to me used to think of just like that's impossible it's how like, can anybody yeah, pay that yeah, that's a know, quarter million dollars hard. right yeah, yeah um but i'm lucky that our house is you know getting closer to being paid off and things like that but it's uh-huh. it's nice to know that we have the money that we put into it we'll get back mm-hmm, i mean we could be in mm-hmm. very different shape if the economy was worse but Mm-hmm. you know we're kind of lucky that we're in it's it's not a big house but it's perfect for what yeah. we need but you're if you right come to europe, be, if you come
0: to europe places. for a little while and stay here then you're going to go back and be like oh my god our house is a mansion <laughs> because the, oh i bet the space here is a totally different you know, like the apartments are so small you know <laughs> everything but is do so people, small. Are
1: there are suburbs there like we <laughs> have houses and things or yeah
0: there are there are but still in, those houses are still smaller than what i would consider like you oh, a okay. normal sized house in the u.s yeah
1: so a normal, so a really a normal sized house in the U.S. So at three hundred dollars. So I would say, like your house, live, your house where I live would be like a mansion. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Your house okay. would be a mansion here. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna start thinking of it. Yeah, you have to think if about I was your I in house Europe is a, mansion. a mansion. This place is <laughs> half bad. <laughs>
0: so, uh,
1: any? Do you have one one last word to finish up with, or not really? We can. Um, I think Ragby was the one that I. Oh yeah. Down, okay. 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 But I think. But yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I love, it, you know, yeah.
0: yeah. I love that idea, though, of like uh, what you were saying about the younger, cause you have teenagers too, right? So yeah, you're always hearing, you're always hearing the teenagers coming in with new slang that it's just circulating so quickly. You can't even keep up with it. So that's fascinating. Do you think, um, okay. For people who are learning English as a second language, do you think slang is something that is interesting for them to learn? Like if, if they want to kind of fit in culturally or is it kind of oh. just fun? Is there something fun about the words or is it interesting?
1: That's a, that's a really, that's a great question. I would think that this might be the teacher in me, Uh I would think that you get the basics down and you don't worry about – because, I mean, slang in and of itself is kind of something that gets picked up by people. So Mm. it's not like something people learn consciously, like you and your ABCs. Uh You learn it through your interactions with other people. So I think it's more about the idea of learning the basics Uh would be, to me, fundamental. And then, you know, as you pick – I mean, you'll start having more English – conversations and when you do those conversations you'll start picking up on slang pretty fast yeah and also living all i said y'all for a long time i lived in virginia i said y'all for a yeah for like two or three years afterwards till it just kind of faded yeah i wasn't around anybody who was using that word anymore so it kind of just left my lexicon time to know what I mean? I, you went back to you guys
0: because this word is just you guys is rubbing me the wrong way now
1: as I start to hear y'all so much. Yeah, you know what you guys um especially when it comes to more transgendered issues, yeah. I can see why that would bother people. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. So what's funny is when I graduated from college in like nineteen ninety something, mm-hmm. um I had a professor who was really big about that. And I say it like all the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah. So I and even now I try consciously not to do it, and it's still hard. But she said to me, she said, you know, try to find a way to get yourself out of this habit. And she was talking to everybody. It wasn't just me. Um, but I remember in my very first teacher uh, student teaching classroom, really? I caught myself partway into it just doing it all the time. And I had a, uh-huh. one classroom of freshmen. And, and it was a social studies class. It was fun, and I really enjoyed it. But uh-huh. one day I said, hey, I want you guys to help me with this issue. I say you guys all the time. So Mm -hmm. every time I say it, I want you to let me know
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and maybe I'll do a dollar for every hash marker and we'll have a pizza party after the end of the eight weeks or whatever, but let's kind of make it a game, but maybe I'll, I'll get out of this habit. Mm -hmm. So by like the end of like two or three days, I had like a hundred And something like,
2: (laughs) you guys are you serious? (laughs)
1: Yeah. And I was like, I can't even afford this. So I got to figure out how to change this thing up. And so, um, so what I did to help myself out was I told them as a group, uh, that only if it's blatant, like if they really catch me doing it, Mm -hmm. if they, um, and if they, are talking when i'm talking and i have to ask them to quiet down mm-hmm. they're going to lose a hash mark mm-hmm. so they were freshmen so yeah. they were still kind of chatty and um i eventually got down to a manageable amount of it but it didn't help me at all really? so it's a terrible story because it didn't do anything uh besides me had to buy more pizza than i probably wanted to after that eight weeks but it's you like couldn't really get the habit. you
0: kept just saying just... you guys you guys yeah
1: yeah and it's Mm -hmm. a very um you know the word is escaping me but it's kind of like it's very hetero male kind of language Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um you know i don't think i have lots of women friends obviously who don't think anything about it but i could see why it's like why is that common language that we use things like Mm -hmm. that when Mm -hmm. we're made up half of us are women so why are we not saying something different or Mm -hmm. you know you know and i have people who are like get pissed off about it and are like Who cares? Does it matter? And I can kind of see their point of view. Are we really that concerned about some words and some, you know, attitudes, Mm -hmm. but I think Mm -hmm. it's a thing to be aware of, Mm -hmm. you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Just to be Mm -hmm. conscious of that. We're not all just guys, you know, it's a pretty simple concept. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, do you think there's a way to say you in the plural, but in a formal interview? Because I was thinking of this, because y'all is so informal. But if you want to address a group of people in an interview, you would say like "all of you here," because you're not going to say "you guys" at an interview either, because that's really informal too. You
1: know. I would say like, I mean, I can go to like everyone.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. That to everyone me is always here. an easy one.
1: Everyone presence. Everyone you know, present. You could say, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of us gra- gathered here, or all of us know, gathered here, yeah, that, all those of us in this no. process, or. You know, I I mean, mm-hmm. I I usually go to everyone and then mm-hmm. you all instead of y'all. <laughs> I oh, don't even, yeah. would even try to do it, but you all that are present or um, mm-hmm. I'm. I uh, thank you mm-hmm. for thank all of you for the opportunity to mm-hmm. have an interview today or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. Because I maybe you're, that's a really good point because maybe it is y'all and guys are kind of all encompassing words. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah. I can kind of see that. And I, you know, I I don't think there's any issue with y'all, but it tends to be a little bit more of a Southern thing. Mm -hmm. That's
0: another thing someone pointed out. It's like a Southern, it's considered Southern, but it's spreading. Like you said, in Virginia, well, Virginia, it's kind of still the South, right?
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of but that's cool too because y'all has been around for a long time and continues yeah yeah you know so that's kind of that's kind of cool um but yeah i think the you guys thing is something that people can work on just be better at just Uh, to be thoughtful you know it's like anybody's making you do anything we're not the thought police or the word police or we should as far as i'm concerned you shouldn't be but just being like you know being more thoughtful about it makes sense like why would you not want to be mm-hmm. yeah cuz half of my associates in my classroom are are, are, are no all of them are mm-hmm. except for one gentleman mm-hmm. and i say you guys all the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so all the of them, there's only one guy there it's like <laughs>
0: after this know? conversation
1: i bet you're going to start thinking about it though this coming oh, week i bet you i will i'll yeah. think about it for about a week i'll be very <laughs> conscious of it and then it'll go right back to what it was before <laughs> It's and just so just easy to honest. say. Just yeah. being honest, uh, I fall back into easy patterns. But yes, easily. yes. So.
0: Well, wow, this conversation has been wonderful. I really appreciated it, Simon. I've, I've, I've loved talking about Iowa, Iowa culture, language that you'll hear there, words from Iowa, and just what people could find if they visited Iowa. It's like a hidden treasure that people don't even realize it how is. amazing of a state it
1: is. And, and there's so like, I many incredible I'm art museums there. here. There's incredible... Yeah. Artists here, there are mm-hmm. incredible writers here. Yes. Um, there's a lot of really neat things that, you know, there's the University of mm-hmm. Iowa and. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State Universities just are incredible mm-hmm. um, places of like learning and, and change. The University
0: of Northern you know. Iowa as well is really incredible.
1: Yeah, UNI yeah. is awesome. We have uh-huh. lots of incredible college, lots of really small colleges mm-hmm. that are around, you know, part mm-hmm. of the Catholic school system that run up and down to the Midwest. Yeah, there's some yeah. pretty awesome, awesome. The
0: Iowa's too. writer, the Iowa Writers Workshop at the University yes. of Iowa,
1: which is very famous, world famous. Yeah. Yeah. Grant Wood. I mean, mm-hmm. he's way up there with all the other famous American, you know, painters. So
0: Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So you're making me feel so proud of the state where I was born and... Um, Are you homesick you know, at all? Has yes, homesick? It's making me very homesick, actually, because I love I love coming home to Iowa.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the home that we get to come to, you know, if you and I went back to your old house, it's still there. Yeah, it's still on the same spot. I mean, I know people exactly. can do that in the city and go see the house or the our apartment they grew up in. But it's really cool to go back to your in a very small town and see mm-hmm. the house that you were born and raised in. Yes. You know that you have all these connections, family and friends that, you know, think of you and I. You know, I remember when you were born. You know what I uh-huh. mean. So, there's a lot of deep connections that get that get formed. You know, and that yes. whole idea that you know, I think it's the opposite. Blood is thicker than water. I was thinking the opposite of that. You know, mm-hmm. Iowa mm-hmm. is like this gathering of, of people that kind of come together and are such an incredible community. So, yeah, it's a it's a special place for sure.
0: Yeah, I know. And we have so many stories from our childhood that could oh, be in another podcast, a different podcast episode. A different podcast.
1: And the stories I have lots that of friends that ask me if I should write a book. And I was yeah, like, Yeah, you're trying to write what? a book about the stories. And of- like it's fun just to hear your stories. Yes. And I'm like, well, it's fun to tell you guys. I'm not sure reading a book about it would be. So I think super it would. But
0: yeah,
1: in my spare time, Annie.
0: Thank yes. In all the, your spare time, you can start writing the short stories,
1: you know. There you go. You got it.
0: Okay. Well, I hope the listeners have enjoyed this uh, episode and we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener of the American Slang Podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to Simon Sandboard and learning all about Iowa slang and culture and what a unique and charming gym of a state to explore and discover more about. I am Anne. I am a virtual educator with the U.S. State Department. I work with pre-service teachers and I also have a course on exam preparation for the TOEFL IBT speaking and writing section. So don't hesitate to contact me if you'd like to get in touch and I look forward to the upcoming episodes about Seattle slang and New Orleans and also we'll be looking at Maine. So don't hesitate to subscribe and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.